0: want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all new issue of Geek in the City Radio and thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and you know co-workers wherever you happen to know enjoys podcasts Um, while you're sharing it if you can give us a five star review on iTunes, Google Play Spotify uh, Podbean where our show originates from anywhere that you can give us a five star rating would be appreciated it helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you and if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash city. You can interact with uh, fellow listeners. You can interact with us. You know what? We just have a great time every week hanging out and being, you know, just the nerds that we are. We all have a lot of fun. We would love you to join us. Twitch.com forward slash city. As always, the podcast will always be free, and let's get it started right now. Why, hello, and welcome to issue 691 of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aron
1: Duran.
2: I'm one of your other hosts, Vina
1: And I am your other other host, Cable Hoshtani.
0: And we are coming to you live from the Guardian Games studio in, well, Guardian Games.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to follow that up with Portland, Oregon.
0: In Portland, Oregon,
1: which will be important soon, since it won't be the only Guardian Games in Oregon. Oh, that's true. Ooh. Oh, exclusive. Yeah
2: let's let's hear the let's hear the
1: news. Yeah, um, it is no secret that the uh, Guardian Games has been going to open up in Corvallis. Um, it's just been when, and uh, apparently that is now going to be. Uh, the first of May is their target date.
0: The first of May, first of May, outdoor fucking starts today. <laughs> it's probably not what the owners of Guardian would like to be associated mm-hmm. with. Or who knows? It's a college town. It is. You know, it's good times. Uh, how is everyone?
2: Whew, tired. Yes. <laughs> I took the day off from work to do even more work.
0: More, ha- more house stuff? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Someday you'll be done with that.
2: The, the, today was the last day of any, like, serious work that can be done because the, the house was photographed.
0: So what you're saying is party time now.
2: Well, no, so because when now, people well, show up now like, I have ha, to keep it, like, ha, ha, clean 24-7 because uh, I never know when some stranger's going to want to come look at my house.
0: That's true. Uh, I found a house in my neighborhood that's for sale, but I don't think you'd like it.
2: I mean, I'll look at it.
0: It's modern. I know you don't I've, like that stuff. It is four bedroom, two and a half bath. I have... With a garage.
2: Already, you know, decided I have to make certain compromises.
0: So remember, this is some way inside baseball here. So remember you live in the area, that giant uh, Blackberry Bramble? Uh-huh. So they took all that out. And now it's just a greenway. Those two houses they built next to it, mm-hmm. it's one of those.
2: Uh, the long skinny houses?
0: they're not totally skinny but they are they're half skinny. Because
2: that's where I draw the line is at the, sh- the shotgun house.
0: No, they're not that. Like it's it's kind of no. All
2: right, the I'll shotgun
1: up. house. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know how they when, when an old house gets torn down, uh they put two super long, super skinny ones in 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 its place?
1: Why is that called a shotgun house? Yeah, yeah why because is it called? Because it's that? a
2: long narrow thing and do you fit Okay, and we talked about this, I think a li- not in a roundabout way, um, on a line, on a hot line for food or like on a, a salad bar, the chiller machine that holds pans, mm-hmm. there's full pans and it fills the whole space. There's half pans and there's it's two squares, one in front and one in back. There's thirds, one, two, three. Or there's shotgun pants, two long skinny ones that fit the space of one.
1: Is that the actual term or is this I a bean I, term?
2: It, I, it's a bean term, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't know. It makes sense to me.
0: Sure. sure. Why
2: not? I feel like you guys are judging me.
1: I'm not judging. I'm not familiar with the term. <laughs> I, I'm oh, not either. Look,
2: look, Ryan says it's an actual term.
1: Yeah, oh, I see but, that.
2: But do you also mean for, for pans of food or are we talking real estate here, <laughs> Ryan? Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Uh, I know, uh, yeah. There's I know shotgun weddings, shotgunning a beer, mm-hmm. and then shotgun, shotgun.
2: A shotgun is a long skinny thing. I, I think that's the, you know where that which is weird that type of use of that term comes from.
3: I I, I feel
0: like it should be called a rifling because not all shotguns are long skinny things.
2: They're not.
1: No,
0: no, no! Not if you got to do some riot control, or if you got to... off shotguns, or yeah. the real thing. Or like if well, your that's not are...
2: a regular shotgun; it was long and skinny, and then someone sawed off part of it.
1: But you can buy them twelve-inch barrels ready to go. I I don't think I've ever thought of a shotgun as long or skinny.
2: Uh If you
0: do long long game and fat. If you yeah. do like quail or duck hunting, yes. So
1: some shotguns are rifles, but not all rifles are shotguns. Well, all shotguns are actually. Rifled, which is just what you do to the barrel.
2: Oh, yeah. That that rifling is a term for the inside of a barrel. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not a shotgun is a rifle. And I'm...
0: Oh, my God. We're going to get such emails from, like, our wanky libertarian (laughs)
4: listeners.
0: It's going to... Like, the comment section is going to turn into Reddit. Like, "Uh, please inform Cable if he's going to speak about these things. Like, I was on a forum one time because I was asking about... Something about a shotgun I inherited... And I accidentally used the word weapon somewhere in my paragraph of, you know, giving a situation. Mm-hmm. The first three responses were like, first off, uh, what you have is not a weapon. It is a sporting rifle, sporting shotgun. Second, and I wrote like, it's a weapon. You guys just don't want to acknowledge that regardless of what you use it for. Every gun of any kind is a weapon. It has one job: to destroy. Yeah. It, it, Quit trying to justify it in your brain that it does. Yeah, sure. This one's better at destroying quail. This one's better at destroying
2: humans. Any any device that is designed to be to hurl projectiles uh, uh, with the intent of killing or maiming is a weapon. Yeah. But other things can also be weapons that are not guns.
0: I know I was like, the, what would you consider a, a hammer, a weapon? I, Well, that is not its primary function. But
2: it sure as how it can but be. it should be
0: now if I went to like some fucking Cabela's and all of a sudden I saw, I saw a section called fighting hammers. <laughs> um, then, yeah, that what's that one? That's my fighting hammer. That's a weapon. What's that one? Oh, that's just my little ball peen hammer for when I'm cobbling shoes. But that one there is my fighting weapon.
1: That's what you use your ball peen hammers for—is cobbling shoes. I actually don't know what ball peen hammers are used for. Um, sometimes finishing nails. Oh, it makes sense to uh, flatten them, right?
2: Yeah, I use I use uh my ball peen for for little things like when I'm going to hang a picture and I've just got a little nail.
1: It is definitely for more fine fine head nails, so that so that, like for shoes. Yeah, there's yes, a ball peen hammer would be used for. Beep, 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 mm-hmm. It sounds just like that, too. as opposed to also. A fighting it's fun hammer, to say
2: ball peen. It is a, fun a ball word to peen say. hammer could also be for fighting.
0: It could be for fighting, but the
2: difference between you know like uh you know like a broadsword and a fencing sword. sword.
0: That's the thing. Most things are, are they're but, built for one purpose. That's why I don't have a lot of good luck with my crossovers.
2: Right? You know why well, we're well, never they're, actually going to get
0: flying cars? Specialty design because cars are good at one thing, and then planes.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Like,
0: that you can't mix the two. The same reason why we're never going to have a good amphibious car. Because you know what's hard to do to a car to make it work really well on the road? Make it fucking float. You yep. know? It, yeah, I mean, that's the thing.
2: That's why I ne- I didn't buy one of those folding phones uh the last time I was up for a phone. <laughs> like, it's not a great phone and it's not a great tablet, but it does both.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. All right. I was like, like a flip
2: phone? I should have sold that differently. Yeah. It can be a phone or it can be a tablet, but it's not great at either one of those okay. things.
0: Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. Thank you. Now, if they designed a shotgun that was first meant for, I don't know, you know, some light home repair. Okay, fine. Maybe that one's not a weapon first, although it might be.
2: I mean, anything can be a weapon if you put your.
0: I've seen you know, the wire. You're damn right, anything could be a mm-hmm, weapon.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so that I mean, person
2: being really pedantic.
0: You, you I, can technically garden with a shotgun. You can buy the shotgun shells that have seeds. Yes. And boy, do
1: I want to do that
2: one day. A I, gun can be a mouse trap.
1: I don't think one time. Mm, I, you know, I don't think I have anything to add to this conversation that's <laughs> not going to get me in get me on a list. Yeah. Or get a uh, a slew of commentary that from listeners that I just I don't care. Yeah. So
0: what it all comes down to is the fact is that Bean hates tall, skinny houses because they at yes. her.
1: Yes, they do.
2: No, I just... I, and
0: she wants to take a ball, peen hammer to them.
1: <laughs> Put them in their I place. I wasn't sure if she meant it was a house that you could easily go through with a shotgun. Oh.
0: And clear the house. Oh. You know what? <laughs> well, you that know is what? true with uh, uh, a skinny house. It is shotgun, true.
2: I don't think that a shotgun is a good house for clearing a space. What? Because don't they like don't they only usually hold like, like what, like two rounds no, and you gonna no, reload them? No, no. no I'm no. not I'm not a guns person. Are you
0: that's gonna nice. be are you talking uh legal within the state of Oregon or just fuck it?
2: Oh no, I I don't know what the rules are. I can in almost Oregon.
0: guarantee like a military grade shotgun probably holds at least twelve shells.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, well you're that's, going pro- that's and probably that's probably assuming you don't have one that's got a house. fucking
4: clip. Yep.
2: That's probably plenty to go through a house, yeah. uh, but no, a shotgun house probably wouldn't be great for like trying to clear because again, you're really only going in one direction. There's no corners, you know. You can't like. There's no sneaking up on one another, so it's not really. I don't think it's effective for either the the person, but that clearing. Or if I'm clearing the house cleared. with
1: the shotgun, it's up to the other people to get out of the way.
0: Yeah, that's true. There's only so many defensible positions in one of those tall yes. skinny houses. There's not going to
2: be a lot of likes for the people. But what I mean is that the they also can see you coming.
1: I mean, that's the crap shoot on all kind of, you know, region. that that's exactly like, that's how I like intimidating my foes. <laughs> Straight I on. want them to see me coming. <laughs> and it was no, like,
0: Kate was mm-hmm. like the Terminator. He's not really fast, but all you hear is. Dun, 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 dun.
1: Oh, I'm also very fast.
0: He, he,
1: oh, then I could 1000. Yeah.
2: But only his arms move when he runs
1: like, uh, like Tom Cruise. Neither one of you have actually seen me run before, have you?
2: No, it's true. <laughs> no.
1: Let's get into shenanigans that require no, no never
2: mind. <laughs> You've seen me run somewhat recently. Yes. But you did not run at all.
1: Oh yeah. I, I did. on the
2: other hand, almost lost a love. I
1: ran the other direction <laughs> to get the ghost to chase me. Look at you. And that was that's why I said to all of you, run. And pointed the direction that you were supposed to go. And then I was getting the attention of the monster and ran the other direction. I ran twice the length. I I ran twice as far as the rest of you did. And then doubled back. (laughs) And still caught up with you.
2: Rude. Show off. (laughs) brag.
1: You know what could have slowed him down? Shotgun. Or a ball peeing to the knee. Or a ball peeing to the knee. Either way right this is a weird start to the show
2: how I mean, did we get on this in a way it is you, but a way it isn't you
0: did this if you consider the comic and the folks we're going to interview because i bet you they all also have thoughts on shotguns
1: <laughs> yeah That's probably yeah.
2: probably way more informed than any of us
0: at least one of them <laughs> uh i'm pretty informed on them, except at the time when i called that a weapon and i don't know like it's still a weapon like rimfire.com forward slash forums you know
1: we don't
0: <laughs> second amendment wookie thruster 69 got all butthurt
1: <laughs> second amendment wookie thruster is a great screen name i love that it's uh, uh, pretty awesome
2: uh,
0: uh, i don't
2: really know where to go from there i don't either
0: uh well we are going to have some guests on
2: Correct.
1: Who's going to uh, be on the show tonight?
0: We are going to be joined by Greg Rucca, Eric Trotman, and Mike Henderson. That's a lot not, of people. Not That's one, a lot of people. three
2: guests. Yeah, here's where we we're find out. We're just going to sit back and let them talk, right?
0: Yeah, here's how we're going to find out just how well Restream can handle three remote call-ins.
2: Well, now that you've said it out loud, oh,
0: man we cursed. I
2: had yeah, we're jinxed now. I hadn't really thought about uh, the technical side of it. Uh, okay, that's true. But, and now I'm worried.
0: Well, I mean, whatever.
2: It well, it, it is what it is. Little, little...
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading almost out of flower cow. Ball peen hammers. There's an obvious ball end. The other side is a the traditional shape, end. suggesting that a standard shape is a peen hammer. I walked right into that, didn't I? <laughs> I hate my life. Also, anyway, any listeners out there? If you're hiring, <laughs> uh, someone on this show needs a job real bad, and it, by someone, this person talking right now, it's me. I need one. Really bad.
2: Asking for Emmy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know that whole thing about like, oh,
2: buy a house, you have lower
0: taxes. Turns out that's not always true.
2: Well, like,
0: not to start. Not to start. It,
2: it's not that.
0: Especially because we had to do certain extenuating things extenuating
2: circumstances. Yeah. 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 You, you, you guys really. Hey, you know what's when annoying though? If we had done corner.
0: that for our second vacation home. Mm-hmm. It would be considered a financial investment, and we wouldn't have taken a big of a hit,
2: of course, because America, right? Because because second houses are for rich people,
0: yeah. And
1: yeah, you want to go back to shotguns, cable? <laughs> it's either I go down the anti capitalism route, or we talk about shotguns some more.
0: Mm-hmm. What? How about I mean, they do go hand in hand? Just ask a couple of well meaning folks.
1: Oh, John oh, Brown felt the same way. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, how was everyone's weekend?
2: Um, it was okay. I did a bunch of work on my house.
1: You, okay,
0: I um, I went and played board games at the workers' tap, mm. which is a cool pub. I really like that place. Um, where's it at? It's uh, it's over there, yeah. Alder but- and 12th, southeast. Um, it is officially Portland's only, uh, basically like union and you know Bolshevik bar kind of thing. Like they have like Union Night. If you show up with your union card, you'll get a discount. They have servers' night. Um, you're actively encouraged to have meetings there hmm. to plan what you want to do, and then it's you know it's regular like bars and stuff. You know it's you know beer and whatnot too. Uh, It has basically a, what they call the socialist library Uh, topics on everything that isn't, you know, Forbes magazine.
1: Um, It it looks very, it, I mean, it looks like what you see is what you get.
0: Yeah, it's cool. And there's a neat thing about it. Both bathrooms, they have signs up saying, have you overdosed or have you seen an overdose? Go to the bartender. They have sprays to help because they're like, we will not call the cops.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they'll call an ambulance if they have to, but they will not call the cops. Right. Um, and they have a sign that's like, if you're having a problem, do not call the cops. It will be dealt with. Like, it's a cool little place. Um. So, yeah. Um, Greg, uh, Wandering Monster, and Phoebe, uh, who is uh, Bean's Thunderdome opponent, uh, mm-hmm. when she's away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went and played... Uh, we played uh, Kill Doctor Lucky, played a couple card games... But we were in the library room on this table, and we had a lot of fun drinking our beers, playing our games, and whatnot. But we kill Doctor Lucky. We all got into it. We're like, let's try to murder him, and we're screaming murder like every few minutes. And there's this elderly uh, white couple sitting by the windows. Um, there's really no other way to say this. They are the very annoying older white liberal. That wants equity for all, but like you have to protest the right way. Ugh. If they just did it the right way, like we did in the sixties, everything Shut would get up. done. Shut up. Yeah, so it, it was kind of that. Um, we we just see. had a we just had a blast, like making them incredibly uncomfortable really? by screaming murder every few minutes.
1: That's why I like eschew the the label of liberal. <laughs> it's like I I know that I. Was definitely liberal leaning, and but I've I'm definitely going full on leftist.
0: Right. Our guests are going to show up in the waiting rooms. We'll oh. Wait. we'll wait for the I rest to show up and then we'll bring them on. Sure. All right. And according to Keith Baker, they can hear us.
1: Yes, they can.
2: Yes. So that means they know we see them,
1: and we don't. We can't talk shit. I mean, Glad we can. We they just that. They will get their revenge once they get to be on air.
0: Right, right. So, but also, like again, back to that, I highly recommend going to Workman's Step. It's it's
5: really cool. Yeah.
2: I think I, I, I didn't hear workers, you. Workers, my, in workers. In my brain, sorry. I did not hear you say uh, it's a converted Victorian. So it's got all these little, like, rooms with these little cool nooks and yeah. crannies. It's it's really cute. Yeah. Also.
0: Towards the tail end of the Victorian era. But, yeah, it's cool.
2: It, it's a cool building. Yeah. Not the downside is right.
0: the upstairs is, like, super steep steps. Mm-hmm. That are good sobriety checkers. You know when you're, you've are you had too much, when you can no longer go downstairs.
2: Mm-hmm. Or you lose your chicklets.
0: Oh, right. For a minute, I was like,
2: they don't have chicklets
0: there, but then I went, oh, teeth, never mind, I got it. <laughs>
2: Damn it. <laughs>
1: you lose your... T- what are you doing that you...
2: Chicklets. Yeah,
1: no, I understood. I, I got fall. that metaphor. If you fall downstairs
2: alcohol. and you're drunk so you don't know to catch yourself and you land on your face... And you, you break, you'd break your front teeth. You lose your chicklets. Mm -hmm. Why is everything I say so hard to understand for you? I got it. I got that. No, no. Specifically cable. I think cable is like, is the only one having a hard time with the the way I say things.
1: It's not the way way you say things. It's that I have not had these experiences. (laughs) I have not fallen downstairs because I've drank too much. I have fallen downstairs in in the cases where I've fallen downstairs, I was also not in danger of losing my teeth.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, I just outed myself.
0: Look, I was maybe like, I'm with you, Bean. I get it. <laughs>
2: all right. I I not downstairs, but I did once trip while running, and I I didn't catch myself at all, and I I, blo- I broke a tooth. I this this tooth was broken for like ten years. I finally got it fixed.
0: Um, so now you have a whole chicken.
2: Now, yeah, I was, I'd was i been drinking and I was running and I didn't think to catch myself in time and uh broke a tooth. Yeah,
4: right that's
0: then. a really fun pod to know, go I, I
1: highly recommend having, Workers
2: like, Tap. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> I feel, I don't know, I feel judged right now. Okay,
1: I'm just going to go then. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'll just sit here. I won't ask any more questions.
2: Okay. Okay. Are we still waiting for the rest of our guests? Uh, give it a few minutes. And
0: we, right. will, we will uh, have. A, oh shit! No, we're not. I need to learn to scroll down. Oh Let's bring our guests on. Okay. <laughs> Why, hello, everyone.
4: <laughs> hello.
0: Hey. Making sure we can hear everybody here.
3: Excellent. Oh, I can hear everybody.
0: Cool. Super. <clears throat> This is where we find out if Restream can really handle this many remotes as it claims to. <laughs> uh-huh. Hang on one second, I'm sorry.
2: I was sorry. Like, oh no, we already lost Mike.
5: Yeah, I was going to say, a nice view of Mike's ceiling.
2: What happened? To me?
6: What sorry, happened to me? thank you.
3: No, it's cool. As soon as the podcast stuff starts, then people start knocking on my door. Of course, you not just start uh-huh. so
6: <laughs> what That's the way it goes i what the hell? What is going on?
5: Did you, like, switch your camera to your iPad or something?
6: No, I've had the iPad on the whole time. All
5: right. Well, whatever it is, the camera is pointing at your ceiling.
6: It really is. Why is is that happening? What is going on? (laughs) Oh, it's moving. Oh, it's moving.
5: This is... Huh? This is the this is the crack uh. team of artists who, who yeah who, who bring so, you such, all right. Such well, as, as
2: long as you, yeah. there we are. Yeah. <laughs> a... There we are. I don't know
6: what, what I pressed. All right. There well, uh,
0: joining us right now is Greg Rucka, Eric Chappell, and Mike Henderson.
2: Uh, Greg Rucka is the award-winning writer behind some of your favorite series and ours, including Lazarus, Black Magic, and now The Forged. Eric Troutman is a writer for comic books, video games, and role-playing games. He splits his time between writing and running Olympic cards and comics in Washington. Mike Henderson is the co-creator and artist for The Forged. He is also the co-creator and artist for Image Comics series, including Nailbiter. In addition to his creator-owned work, Mike was the artist on the acclaimed Marvel series, Dead Man Logan. All three of them are joining us tonight to talk about their sexy new space opera yeah. slash pulp mashup.
5: <laughs>
1: Did you guys hear form. that? We have we
0: have
3: intros now.
5: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that was real natural-sounding, Bean. Super <laughs> natural, yeah. Was,
2: I, almost like I... Nope.
5: No. <laughs> no, it sounded like you read it. Yeah, <laughs> they, actually,
2: they actually
0: sound more natural when we don't know the guests. You know, when you know the guests, you're like, ah, oh, you know what I'm gonna say. Like, come on, you know. Yeah. All right. Let's just go we'll
2: back just to going like, welcome this jerk.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you here for? That would have been entirely appropriate. So. Yes, we oh, it's you, schmucks.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs>
5: Uh oh, thanks for finally showing up.
0: Well, first off, Greg, it has been far too long since we've had you on.
5: It, it's been like 15 years, I think.
0: Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I
5: think I was 20, I think I was about 28, 29 last time oh, I was on the show. Oh, four times. Yeah, I had yeah.
0: hair. <laughs> Eric and Mike, cool to have you guys joining us finally. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, um, see, normally we
5: just ramble on and stuff like this, but...
2: Well, I mean, we can do that too, but
5: yeah, nothing's nothing's going to gonna stop you. I mean, that's true. Yeah, don't don't. I I noticed that cable hasn't altered anything since we've arrived, so you know. I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed our whole conversation about what counts as a shotgun and if there's a such thing as fighting hammers. So it was a weird. It was a weird intro.
5: I defer to Troutman for such answers. <laughs> yeah, specifically the shotgun. Yeah.
0: That is I actually said I said one of our guests is gonna know a lot about this, and I know
4: it's one.
2: <laughs> I, I, I do want it's, to I, I do want it cleared up. Is a does a shotgun count as a rifle?
3: Well, my understanding is that typically you can get away with calling it a long arm, but uh, they're not really rifles. The the they're not designed to work over long distances yeah. as opposed the, the to the
5: barrel a is not rifled. So
3: I knew yeah. it.
2: Uh-huh. That's part of oh. why, I think that's part of why it's called a shotgun because it just, yeah. you know, it just blasts it out as it just
5: gun shot. A yeah.
2: rifle <laughs> or a handgun has the rifling that helps mm-hmm. sort of like you know with direction.
0: It's good for xenomorphs.
3: Yeah. Thanks. Yes. For close encounters. That's right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so when it
0: gets my joke. Um, so first off, uh, congratulations on the forge selling out in like what two weeks at the distributor level.
5: No, it sold out in eight hours.
3: Oh, jeez! Wow. They, they won. No, we we 30.
5: literally. I, I will admit to some pride to this. We um, uh, we, we were at um, Olympic Cards and Comics Wednesday at the signing was supposed to start at one in the afternoon. Uh, this is the store in Lacey, Washington. Um, that uh is uh th- that is the you know bodily extension of G- uh, Gabby Shepard, um, Eric's spouse. And uh, we had been signed, I think it was about three, when Gabby went to do a reorder and and said to us, I just got the last four issues at the distributor. Woof. Um, wow. So on that. It, now there are two ways to look at this staggering success. Yeah. The, the <laughs> first way to look at it is, we lit the world on fire. And the second is a whole bunch of retailers didn't order it. So the print numbers were low. And then a whole bunch of people came into those stores all throughout the country and said, I want a copy of this. And they said, Oh, well, we'll just, Oh, damn. So, um, this coming Wednesday, next week, issue two drops and the second printing of issue one. So,
0: uh, when you guys are having a uh, signing at of Monkey Comics. So that's a nice little one, two, three combo there.
5: Yeah, though, uh, I'm still waiting on details as to what time it begins. So
0: I will check his Facebook page for you. Please do, well, we since see- I will
5: not. <laughs> right.
6: I believe it's four, four to six, I believe.
5: All right, four Eric. <laughs> you've sounds been, about right.
6: But yeah, You've no, been warned.
0: I Thanks everybody. Meetings over. <laughs> <laughs> like when my, okay. my trade sold out, I was like, "That's amazing!" But then that voice is like, "What if they just didn't print that many?"
5: <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, you, t- you, you 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 we have the benefit of having done something that people have responded very well to, mm-hmm. and hopefully that word of mouth will carry, and we don't. None of us is disappointed that it's sold out, right? Um, The nature of comics, especially starting series, and you guys all know this, is that you're going to get your initial orders and then you're going to get a staggering plummet as retailers go, no idea how it'll do and I don't want to risk my neck. Yep. So, you know, and and frankly, our publishing schedule is not going to be kind uh, as far as that goes because issue two is going to have the drop and then it's going to have reorders issue three is going to have a further drop because it was ordered before issue one came out right right yes so then it'll have reorders and then there's nothing for four months because we're on a trade break then the trade comes out in september issue four comes out in october and then five and six and Uh, And actually, I've been having a very interesting conversation with Eric Stevenson over the last two days um, about uh, the trade schedule, some fundamental miscommunications that may have happened way back in 2013 when I first started working with Image about how trades are scheduled. Um, And uh, yeah, this is the first time I've had a chance to talk to both Eric and Mike in about a week. Um, but we have to have a little conference to figure out what we want to do with this new information, I'm if anything.
0: Right I promise we won't tell
1: anyone. And
5: I know say. that your audience would just love that. Um, I mean, they kind of would. But, but the flip side of that, just to, just to complete the pitch, like Mike has finished five issues, right? We, issue five is done. And the only reason issue six isn't done uh, is because it hasn't been written yet. Um, because if it had been written and given to Mike three weeks ago when he was ready to start on it, it'd be done. Mm-hmm. Much to my disgust, frankly. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I <laughs> have That's, that effect.
5: You, you yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: and it's not, it's not as if these are easy pages to do. I've. I've. I mean, full disclosure, I've seen all the first three so far, but I've got number one in print, and I love it.
6: Um, Mike, there is a lot going on on here. A lot, a lot. And certainly early on they were, I was uncharacteristically slow, but once I, yeah, I
5: mean, he was only doing like 10 pages a week.
6: (laughs) There's
1: there's no action in this page, but there's so much detail in it. Oh yeah.
6: That was a lot. That page took me like three or four days now. Yeah, it It was a learning curve, because I I also, the the first page of this book was the first page I ever drew digitally. So I was learning to draw digitally and learning to draw all new environments and characters and everything all at once. So it it was slow going. But now I'm sort of back up to my
5: appalling pace. What were you going to say, Eric?
6: In our defense, though, Mike has
3: now that he's more accustomed to working digitally, has started hiding all sorts of fun stuff in the background that we don't even yeah. know about. <laughs> until we see it, in so it's uh, that's for you all to
5: yeah. find later. Yeah. yeah, there are Easter eggs, uh, oh, comedy yeah, jokes, funny. comedy jokes. So, yeah. <laughs> jokes. and know. also like,
0: I'm trying to jump around here, but like, I mean, I what first inspired you guys to create? Forged the forge. Like, what was its? What was this? Like, inspiration to get it going? Were we
3: drinking scotch or rye that night? It
5: was whiskey. It was scotch.
3: <laughs> yep. I mean, Eric,
5: Eric, Eric, lead. You got to lead on this because you know me. I'll just keep talking. So, <laughs> I,
3: I'm not entirely sure because none of us, well, neither of us, Greg nor I, have. Identical recall of how this series happened because we've been thinking about it for so long. Oh, Mike! Are, oh. Mike? Man down. Yeah.
2: He might
0: be back.
3: Uh, <laughs> he got tired of you guys mocking
4: him
0: for being so fast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: like, it, we didn't mean <laughs> it. <laughs> <We>
3: didn't <laughs> mean
0: it. <laughs> he's like, he I finished I'm the fast time i done
5: with the interview. interview. <laughs> yeah, he done the whole interview already. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm assuming he's going to dial back in.
3: Hopefully I will keep an eye out. Go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, no no worries. Um, We had been talking for um, a variable number of years about doing something fun and pulpy. That was how this all kind of started um, without any clear idea of what that was going to be. And
5: pulpy being the operative word, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just uh, something. I, I mean, Lazarus had been going for a bit or, and and uh, Lazarus is, I know, for Greg, a a difficult write, and it's not fun material, right? And <laughs> as time has gone on, and it's become more of a documentary than fiction, yeah, that definitely. has not improved anyone's spirits. Um, so something that was, um, you know, just less serious um, and and more fun, more pure fun, playing with the form, playing with genre, having stuff blow up because it's fun to blow stuff up. That, that kind of thing is sort of where we began,
5: um, you know, making, making jokes about genetically altered gorillas. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, so I will,
3: I will say the gorilla joke is what I think kind of saved the series as a concept for us. Cause we had run at it a number of times. Yeah. We had two or three almost complete versions of number one back when we were thinking of it as a 20 page simple floppy yeah. and we kept working on it and I can't, I won't speak for Greg, but I know I kept going. Something's it not it wasn't a
5: fun. It. It, it was not yeah. fun. It was too. Um, Ponderous. Yeah. I mean, it was, we were, we were, we were doing a hell of a lot of heavy lifting and it was oh. obvious. And the th- nice thing about the issue one that came out is that there's an extraordinary amount of heavy lifting. You don't see any of it. Like the world building. I don't know how we managed to thread that needle, but the assumptiveness of the world-building works. You just are there, and we didn't have to say, oh, it's this, and that, Mike has returned.
3: All hey. 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 right, I had a spinning wheel for a while. All right, we have yeah. said enough nice things about Mike. Don't All right, like yeah, you know, no yeah, more. Yeah.
5: Please. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, it's upset his laptop. I, I, so.
3: I do, I do appreciate that,
0: you know the readers are just kind of not even kind of they are dropped into this world this yeah. future with very little explanation as to why how i think we got to win but you know yeah you got to win but it's such win.
5: it but but it's such a useless win it's the yeah. year 10,000 and something and you're like okay that's not a reference guys yeah. right <laughs> i mean yep
0: doesn't like dune do that it's the year 30,000 i'm like yeah. okay
5: all right.
4: Sure, so, that's what it looks
0: like. Um, uh, and I, you know, I enjoy that. I love being dropped in the middle of something where I'm like, I have no fucking idea what's going on, but I'm gonna I'm here for the ride.
2: But you don't need it to be spoon-fed, do you?
5: No. And uh, and sorry. that was I mean, for me, because Eric's right, I, I genuinely have no idea at what moment we said, we'll do this, it'll be giant battle armor badass soldiers and you know and they're all gonna be chicks where they're all gonna be badass women. I, I have no idea when that happened. I know like like to me there is there's a quantum there's a, there's an uncollapsed waveform where this could have just as easily have been set in nineteen thirty five with a squad of five women with Tommy guns. Mm-hmm. right? Okay you yeah. know, and, and Joe just with a huge cigar. And maybe that's our holodeck episode. I don't know. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> but I do recall that one of the things, and I think it was the six-dick gorilla joke that really drove it home for me, was the... And I don't have another way to put this, and and I, I'm not confident enough this, this may be very gendered because it comes from a very gendered place for me, right? It comes from being a 10-year-old boy uh, who, who felt uh, something happened in his pants when he looked at a cover, not at the inside, at the cover of, uh, and not even a full cover, right? The, uh, the, the section of the cover that was not hidden by another magazine on a rack and it was heavy metal. Oh, was so mm-hmm. was so now,
4: naughty,
0: but I that's
5: exact it was it, but but it wasn't, right. What mm-hmm. it was was it was titillating
4: mm-hmm.
5: and it hinted at being transgressive, right. You didn't want to be caught even looking at it right. because just admitting it existed might get you in trouble. And I do not think that was a unique experience. Or certainly not unique to me. Now I can't, like I say, this may be gendered. I honestly haven't talked to many women who can say yes, I had a similar experience looking at the half-naked women painted by Frazetta on the cover of these magazines or whatnot. But maybe they had a similar reaction looking at Conan. I don't know.
0: And I and I actually do think I know of a few women of, of a like a twenty age twenty year spread. They both have not the way heavy metal magazine like maybe tiddly to young Greg, but they have memories of being a teen and finding Heavy Metal Magazine and being like, I have this thing of like, I want to be that. I want to be this muscled chick with a bunch of, you know, carrying like a machine laser gun, riding a dinosaur in space.
4: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be a secretary. And even they would talk about like, but I dare not get caught reading it because mm-hmm. then something had to be wrong with me. Well, and and
5: Yeah, I'm not. I am by no means a scholar of the heavy metal slash epic magazine oeuvre, (laughs) Um, but I do recall like the first time I actually was able to read these things. You're like, "Oh, there's a remarkable amount of egalitarianism in the nudity." Like, there were a lot of dicks flapping about. Yes, Um, and and on some level, I really appreciated that. Because it was it, it was a European sense of sexuality feeding it, not this American Puritanism. Um all that to say, like that was when I grokked it. That like I was like, okay, that's what we're going for. It needs to have that sense of fun. And it needs to make I, I want a 10-year-old out there not wanting their mom to know or their dad to know. They saw this. Not that they read it, that they know it exists. Yeah. Right. Is, is is gonna give them, you know, a, a rough thirty seconds.
0: Yeah.
5: Um and then and and we had run at it so many times in so many ways, and we finally got it to something we wanted, and then we couldn't find somebody to draw it. And a- I had seen some of Mike's um I'd seen plenty of Mike's comics work, but I think I hadn't I'd seen some sketch work that I think you would put up on your Instagram at that time or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was a little, it was, it was some of the bondage theme stuff that you were drawing. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking into that and going, Oh, okay. Uh, the, duh, I, it's the guy I've been having coffee with for six years sitting opposite. <laughs> I Well, the, t- literally if it was a snake, it would have bit me. And I, I said to Eric, I think, I think we should talk to Henderson. And he was like, Oh yeah. Sure. Um and 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 that was the smartest thing we did because I mean, it then it was basically like, die, grab a helmet and dive for cover as Mike went to work. <laughs>
0: so. It's just fucking amazing. And, and like speaking of the art and the design, like it's got a very distinct visual look to it. And I don't mean just like because of Mike's art style, but even the, just the design behind everything. Um, I think that's probably something for like Eric and like Mike to talk about as well, but like, what, what was the inspiration or the idea behind, you know, the, the ships and the very kind of boxy mech suits, you know, I think when I first heard about this, I'm like, Oh, you guys are doing your own take on Warhammer. Cause the way the suits were described to me mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not, not dissimilar, but they are not, it's not like you looked at, you know, Warhammer 40 K and went that.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Eric can, Eric can lead off with this. Cause you had a, you had a pretty distinct design sense in mind when, when we We're, started talking well, about when it. I was, yeah. Well, when we first, when
3: I was first thinking about it before Mike was even in the equation, I, uh, my role-playing game reference was heavy gear, oh, um, okay. in my head. That's kind of how I viewed the suits was not these Titanic mechs big though, That's you nice. know, um, but definitely more exo suit than big robot. Um, and uh, for the ships, um, the first thing in my head was, well, these are basically Vogon ships, right? <laughs> they're, just, they're just big bricks in space. Yeah, okay. Beyond that, uh, other than some odd, odd notes scribbled here and there, I don't. I didn't have I, no, a lot of. No, but
5: but you're being. I don't think you're being disingenuous, but you're ignoring, or uh, or or unaware of. Oh, hello, cameo. Is that Betty?
3: Uh, that's
5: K.O. That's K-O. Um, um, he has its- um, few days. Eric is, I think, either not aware of or not acknowledging sort of a subconscious influence that was at work, which is there's also a reason for the design. Okay. Right? Which is, it's the eternal empire. And, like, there should be a whiff of authoritarian uh you know empire to this that yeah. that that the block design is both vogon in that you look at it and you go like that's not a spaceship that's a that's it that's a skyscraper that they stuck engines on the bottom of and a gun <laughs> mm-hmm. and a gun on the other end yeah
0: i, I yeah. had a weird reference to i actually kind of caught some of the vogon stuff my brain went also connected it to the silaco from aliens, and not yes. just because I'm a big aliens which fan. Because as much I love that movie, the Marines and aliens are kind of like a colonial suppression force. They put down colonial uprisings, and when you look at the Sulaco, it's basically a big gun that drops yeah. other guns onto the planet. Yeah, you know. So there was a lot of that when I saw it. Which, again, being a massive aliens fan, well. Was- and-
5: and, and that's I mean, that's the subtext, right? So it's it's all well uh, and entirely true to say, you know these were sort of the design things, but the, the underlying the underlying tension there is, no, this is this is this is a fist. This is the, this is this and the empire, it's an eternal empire. Empires are not eternal. So definitionally, if you're 10,000 years into something, They've been doing something to stay in power, um, and that sense of brutality is actually part of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Um, Bean.
2: Um, well, now I'm gonna. Now I won't remember what I was gonna say. Uh,
5: but it was incisive. You-
2: <laughs> you had said earlier that you know the the first issue does a lot of heavy lifting, but it's not with words. It's it's in it's in the design concepts. That's one of the elements where you're like, okay, you see this big space block, um, and the, the uniforms and the and the these, you know, like almost ancient looking <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. I meant like to hit my mute button to cough, and I hit that. I hate my life. And now you don't
3: have to turn up if
5: what right? what,
3: what, <laughs> we get cough.
5: what what what's that sound cue for?
0: It wasn't meant to be. Our preamp came with preloaded sounds that I've never changed, and Poor that, looks like
5: he's gonna it's lose right it.
0: next to my mute button, so don't <laughs> no hear me cough. But instead, you got the late night, you know, rib shot there. There
1: you go. Okay, that good.
2: Uh, that's good. Right. you we know we don't use that one enough.
1: So you know what?
3: That's, I, I think it should go into the rotation. Yeah, this <laughs> pretty
6: great. I, a, agreed. Pretty out it. <laughs>
2: uh, yes, there's a, there's almost there's an almost like brutalism uh, a- aspect to this uh, empire, and with with that visual cue, you don't have to sit there and explain. Oh, this is a really authoritarian regime. Who's been you know like. Holding control by force for mm-hmm. 10,000 years.
6: Yeah, when I got the, the sort of breakdown of the, this universe that we we're going to be building, I bought an 800 page book of Soviet brutalist architecture and that sort of soaked into everything the ships, the buildings, everything.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: That could be
3: a subject for a later show, by the way, guys. Talking to writers and artists about all the weird shit on their bookcases now that inform <laughs> a project because. Like mine has, uh, I, I've got a ton of Soviet stuff and uh, Russian prison tattoos. I have like five volumes of descriptions of what God Russian damn. prison tattoos. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, that-, that was for the Vasilovistorsk like, back in the day. It's like
0: a like a quick little random sidebar, but years ago, it's weird. Iw put out a Transformers series called All Hail Megatron. It's all taken from Soviet propaganda posters, and it's kind of righteous. You know, <laughs> yeah, those were
4: good covers. Yeah,
0: really I, good covers.
2: I know that there's this fun a little bubble on the on the cover, you know, talking about the cabal of space witches and other yeah. other things that should be drawing the reader in. Uh, you know, when you're looking at this on the shelf, instead of that, they maybe they should have done Soviet prisons, Russian tattoo, prison <laughs> tattoos, and yeah. uh. uh Oh, my God. I just went blank. The other one that you were just... Uh, heavy metal.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal. Although I, I can't help it. Every time I see the cover, I just do the voice. You know, it's like Imperial Fix in Space with like, Yeah. No, oh, that...
5: Yeah. We we call that screamer text.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, and honestly, and I'm not... the, I, And this is crucial to remember. Of the three of us, I am the not design at all guy. Right? I am, at best, the I like it or I don't like it or here's an idea guy.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: But I'm also the guy who's like, no, no, the screen text needs to be bigger.
4: <laughs> and I can
5: see both Eric and Mike being like, no, yeah. composition, <laughs> balance, cover. Yeah. but
3: Here's the on. Stop breaking the grid. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Give him but, the George Lucas notes of faster, more intense.
5: <laughs> I just – and and those should be we we've got we're setting up a running gag for one of those that hopefully by the time we get to about issue twelve or thirteen will pay off nicely. Oh so, excellent. Yeah. Uh,
2: speaking of design, uh the other thing that I really enjoy personally is that that, you know, all those straight lines and, and heaviness of the Empire is so beautifully offset with the the ephemeralness of the Cassandras. Mm-hmm.
4: Um
2: how did you guys get to that that, that character type, the Cassandra?
5: Um, I think I can't remember it wasn't me. I can't remember if it was Eric or Mike who had the idea that they're wearing light. Hmm. Like the garment is yeah, is, is okay. sort of like rimmer from you know, Red dwarf. Mm-hmm. you know they're they're wearing yeah. solid holograms. Um,
6: from uh, the original Superman. Yeah. Oh, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, sort of prison yeah. effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And one of the things that we knew about the Cassandras um, is that, and and this is, you know, we, I don't want to skate over into, into spoilery territory. They're, um, and you get, you, you get, some of this in, in 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 the first issue right there there are not many of them and all of them are kept by the empress right like if there are a hundred and I think I would have to go back to our notes I don't think there are many more than a hundred they're all at court on throne world right she keeps them very close because they are the equivalent of you know your your telepathic cabal, right? What's going to happen? And then they all come and they say, 98% probability of this. And you make your decisions that way. It also means that anybody who wants to put a knife in you um, has to get past that ability. Mm -hmm. So they are both an incredible strategic asset and an incredible power asset. And they've been around for thousands of years. So now you see this mythology building up around them because the Empire, as you see from the map, spreads, right, throughout the galaxy. There are a hundred of these. Nobody ever sees them, right? Forged units are more common, and even forged units are extraordinarily rare. Um, So the idea that they are these mind witches, right, is um, absolutely something that's cultivated, and you can see how you get from that to. Uh, and we're all appallingly hot, um, <laughs> and uh, absolutely know what happens when. I mean, <laughs> when we stand, well, when we stand in front of you, not wearing very much, we know exactly what's going on in your head.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
5: Right. Like we now know we just opened a lever to mess with you, whether you wanted us to or not. You can't I do, cannot ignore the fact that you can see my nipple, you know, basically. Right. Um, and. Yeah, it's tactical. I mean, it's it's it, it's tactical. I, uh, I I quite like the fact, uh, Denise, that you you, you use the plural because we did have some people going like, wait a minute, there's this Cassandra, and then why is there a Cassandra on the cover of issue too then? It's like, did she escape? It's like, there's more than one.
2: I thought so. that was pretty clear. Yeah, I, I
0: thought that was pretty evident. I, I, I thought
5: so too. Who was it who, who, who described her as uh, Laundry La- 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 Darth Vader? Laundry La- Darth Vader. Yeah,
6: <laughs> I don't remember where I read that now, but I love it.
2: As it is, the, uh, the speech balloons around them in my mind, when I'm looking at that, I the Cassandras speak in a plural voice. Yeah. Like, it's not the voice of one woman, even if there's only one Cassandra in the room. I imagine it being the, 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 the sound of multiple women's voices saying the same thing in unison.
5: Good. Awesome. <laughs> awesome effect. I,
0: yeah. I have a similar much. feeling it just being the big dork in my head. For those who know The Clone Wars they sound like the witches of Dathomir to me, where they're always yes. kind of echoing what each other says as the mm-hmm. primary Cassandra is speaking.
5: Mm-hmm. There's some whispering. You're going to get to see more of them later. Yeah. Like we go... Second arc takes us back to the heart of the Empire. Oh, um, oh cool. So you're going to see uh, the Empire in all of its decadent glory um, and, and, and and see how... In particular poor Vic deals with it um, so. yep. Yep. <laughs>
2: that's yeah. exciting,
3: yeah, in terms uh, of the design of the character, I mean I know we had a couple of conversations about it, and then Mike turned in sketches, and like, yeah,
5: we were like yeah, that, that, yeah, that's yeah, that
3: perfect, so a lot of a lot of a lot of the the heavy lifting on the design stuff mm-hmm. is just down to us kind of giving some fairly fairly detailed like here's what we're thinking to Mike and then Mike goes and does his wizardry. I was yeah.
5: I was gonna ask some of that about the, the, the suits that they wear. I mean basically Ford. me saying can you lower the hem a little more
3: on that
4: right?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: just a scooch? You know? A little more leg. Yeah.
0: Um, but that made me think about you know the the suits that the the Ford I mean what they wear. Um, there's a lot of when I read it and I see it there's a lot of primal elements to those suits a they're very utilitarian they don't i mean there's not a lot of bells and whistles at least when you look at them but they all have elements of this is something you shall not mess with they're not Mm -hmm. sinewy they're not kind of like like that kind of lean robotic look um, that isn't terrifying when they move quickly something that big should not move that quickly and then even in my own brain even their their helmets you know, trigger childhood fears because all I fucking see is Maximilian from the Black Hole, uh-huh. uh, which is goddamn terrifying. That's one of the greatest monster robots ever in cinema.
5: Yeah, those freaking blades, man. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm never gonna forget those blades.
0: Nope. The, the death of I forgot the actor that who played Anthony Norman. Perkins. Anthony Perkins' yeah. his death is in my brain still one of those violent things I've ever saw. And all you see him is scream and some paper fly, and you hear the. But I know we all know what's happening, and it's horrifying. Yeah, in Disney's attempt at making Star
5: Wars, yeah, was wasn't just shredding paper.
0: No, Uh, yeah. So, like, Mike, what are some of the thoughts that went into
6: that process of creating of creating these suits? Uh, Unlike the Cassandra's, we took I took a lot of swings at that one. I did like I don't know thirty different sort of approaches to that, just sort of Mm -hmm. scattergun approach, and then we sort of. Just picked and chose elements, and sort of super glued them all together, and yeah, like you said, they're sort of leaning towards that utilitarian i mean they're you know they're tanks, they're nuclear missiles, right? They're not like you know designed for anything else than flattening a planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to have that sort of threatening aura about them, but all be distinct and. You know, so you can tell them all from a distance, and yeah,
1: they all look like they are the same same technology, without looking like they are the exact same thing. Different models they,
2: for different yeah. uh, specialty skills.
1: I think what impresses me most about this, uh, Mike, is that in this age where everything is a Gundam model, when you say giant robot. Or a giant exosuit. These look nothing like that, and they look very original. So, okay. very,
5: very yes. impressive. Very cool. Yeah, we um, that that it's again, it's in keeping with the its formal, it, its function over form mm-hmm. seems to be the guiding design element for certain aspects of the Empire. Yeah. Now we know um, what
1: brutalist exoskeletons would look
5: like. Yeah, and and. You know, again, when, when we get into the second arc, you're gonna see what happens when form dictates function. Uh, because you know, on one of the things that we've got going on in that arc is you're in the throne world, the most important thing you can the, the greatest status you can bring is show the empress something she's never seen before. Right? So that's all about it's nothing got into function, is absolutely out the window. It's literally. You know, just something that will make her go, oh, that's interesting. Right. I've never seen that before. Right. Bored now.
0: Um, <laughs> now so, I've seen it moving on.
5: Yeah, so.
2: Uh, speaking of uh, form versus function, uh, I'm reminded of the officers on mm-hmm. the ship in issue one. Um, at Just the absolute opposite uh, world in terms of, the, the the grunts that you know the mm-hmm. ground troops versus just these absolute space pops.
4: <laughs>
2: I'm like, oh my god! Have you ever actually lifted a weapon in your life, sir? <laughs> with your with your fancy mustache with what is it, beads beaded mustache? Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, de- de- definitely uh, highlighting that sort well, of like it's the, the gym scene, right? <laughs>
5: I was gonna say, did that did that speak to your time in the service there? <laughs> that, <were> you like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh do not
2: do not get me started on uh-huh. my opinions about officers. Yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be here a while.
3: <laughs> there's a, there's a I'm sure well if you if you were in the service, I'm sure you've seen it. It's like the the uh, the Marine Corps rules for gunfighting in wartime, and it's like hundred and one things, and it's you know, like bring a gun. Bring all your guns. Bring your friends. Make sure they have all their guns, right? It's so like 100 of these. They're very funny. And then there's the United States Navy rules of gunfighting and warfare, which is three steps, adopt an aggressive offshore posture, two, deploy Marines, three, drink coffee. And that was sort of the tension between service. I, I, I was hoping we would be able to, to model with those officers, but uh uh, yeah, good times. Oh, that, inter-service I'm, waiting, is always, uh, I'm
0: waiting for Ryan to chime in on the chat now with the, like, <laughs> dig on the Marine. Oh, he just deck, said fact.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. If you really want to make fun of someone, my, my vote is either, uh, is either the Coast Guard or, um, the Air Force. I mean, yeah. the Coast Guard
0: does kind of work. <laughs> they have a scary job right now. Yes, are dealing
4: with
2: drug runners. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no, you know what? I take that back because at least you know that the Air Force kids are very smart. Uh, <laughs> Navy kids use a stationary bike. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 I know that there's a logistic reason why, like, you can't, you know, run a two-mile, you know, evaluation. Uh, when you're on a naval ship.
5: <laughs> I'm <laughs> loving this chat the here. The
2: stationary <laughs> bike is so laughable. Well, that's um, hers I
0: got. That has been my friend since kindergarten. Was, yeah, like, yeah. ten years in the Navy, I think yeah. it was. <laughs> and I only of remember, I fun of, make
2: fun of Coasties, uh, Ryan, because uh, uh, my ex-sister-in-law was a Coastie, and she was an absolute princess. <laughs> so <laughs> the idea of her also being a service member was... just never really worked for me. <laughs> Uh, but enough about my judgments about the branches.
5: Oh no, you're gonna, you're gonna, again, you're gonna really like the next arc. <laughs> oh, excellent! Because there's, there's all sorts of you, you get some inner service stuff, and oh yeah, yeah. Get and and the romance. World. There's some romance in the next arc. No mm-hmm. um, oh. explosions. Um, That's a team work. member right. dies. Uh, um, <laughs> <uh-oh>. ah, spoilers. <laughs> Not one that you think. Uh-huh. It says
1: in the back, back of this first issue that Joe loses an arm again. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like needs their hobbies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: there's, there's a line in that issue in the second issue about needing to install what a zipper on yeah. Joe. <laughs> uh
0: speaking of which do I do any of you have a favorite character of the of the the women wearing the suits?
5: Um so the low hanging fruit there is Harpo. Right. It's Mm -hmm. hard not to love Harpo. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a moment, having never played the game, right? I had a moment after we were well into development of finding out about the Metal Gear Solid sniper character, Quiet or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And going like, Oh shit, people are gonna be like, Oh, it's just it. And that's not what's going on there. And actually, you get some insight into that in the second arc as well. Um but we did something in, in issue five, and then Mike, as he does – like, here's the thing. Eric and I will break an issue down, right? And we'll each go off, and we'll write our pages, and then we'll send them to each other, and we'll glue them together, and we'll get the – you know, I'll go through, and I'll try to format it all so that Mike can then ignore our formatting easily to his liking. <laughs> um and we'll tweak lines and like I'll write stuff and then put in brackets and basically say, Eric, put in smart bit here, you know, and, and he'll, it, I, th- that's a literal thing I've typed. And then I'll get it back and he will have done. Right. And so we knew we were doing these scenes in issue five and we sort of broke them up and I ended up writing this one with Hap and I hadn't had a really great, handle on hap yet and Eric had done a pusher scene that I had read prior and uh, had actually like I've known Eric now a really long time the only time I've seen Eric close to tears has required and I'm not exaggerating him emptying a bottle of Buffalo Trace in one evening alone in one go right like As a hell of a night. He he is. He, he, it happens. <laughs> he, and and it was needed. Yeah. There was a reason. Um, and I read this pusher scene he wrote, and I I was uh, I I was tearing up when I finished it. Like I was really choked up. Um, and I was like, dude. So I had to write this half scene, and I. And it's not. And when people get to it, they're going to be like, "Big deal, I don't get it." But what it did was it opened up sort of this door to Hap, who was the one of them that I hadn't really gotten yet, right? Like, and um, and right now I just adore Hap. Right now I want to spend a lot of time with Hap. So, (laughs) Um, because some of them are easy, like Vic is easy, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 Joe, in a way, is easy though one of the things with joe is that and we were talking about this as well is is joe's got this flag right the flag is great big strong dumb one (laughs) but she's obviously not the dumb one right Right. um and at a certain point we're not we we haven't written her moment there yet because that's when you kind of need to wait for um There's a bit of ancillary information about Joe. I think it'll appear in the back matter of issue two. And it's just a little throwaway about one of her citations. And it's for completing like some sort of massive war game exercise (laughs) in 14 seconds. Like this is one of those things where they literally spent hundreds of billions of credits to get all of the armed forces in on this to set up this massive war game that was going to cover all these sectors. And they said, go. And Joe went, boom, pow, done, just done. And everybody was like, okay, I guess we're going home. And that's not, you can look at that and you can go like, well, of course that's Joe, Mm -hmm. but you also look at that and go, but that's also brilliant. Right, the ability to see. I hit this right there, and I will shatter the whole fucking thing.
0: Right.
5: It's um, funny because
0: my favorite so far probably is Joe, but I never see her as the the big dumb one. And like, as people are presented, I'm like, no, there's there's something going on behind those eyes, like. She is big. She will fuck you up. But that is not. There's a reason she not, and Vic rock person. There's
5: a reason she and Vic are this are, are this tight, right? It's uh-huh. there's a reason she's the number two.
0: Yeah.
5: And it's not because she'll say yes, ma'am. Right. So. And then,
0: for I love the idea that a sharpshooter has a shitty
3: poker face. That's just something I find very
5: amusing. <laughs> what was that?
3: I'm curious what Mike's answer to the question of who who his favorite is yeah
4: mm-hmm. uh,
6: yeah i I also lean towards Joe but but from page one like like I knew she wasn't the dumb one you know and obviously Vic the one i I live with the most and so she's easy she's easy to love because I'm drawn the most pages with her but certainly I think yeah Joe Joe is definitely my favorite to draw um and kind of like. Trying to tease out moments in her body language that aren't necessarily in the script, but Nothing. like I know oh. her there, you know, because I'm, I'm however many pages in in with this character too, so I I know her maybe in a slightly different way than you guys do, but you know, trying to get those little those little character moments that you know aren't in the dialogue and trying to tease those out a little bit. I think I we hit that in issue 5 and I'm kind of really excited to see that her moment later on. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. So yeah, and I think Joe is my favorite. Harpo, Harpo's close though. I really love drawing Harpo. You I'm see with Greg, I, was, I also did not didn't click with Hap until until pretty recently too because I didn't mm-hmm. really know her well enough. She's the engineer, right? Um
3: us us lay people look like at an engineers and think Dilbert. It's hard it's hard to fall <laughs> in love with Dilbert
5: well <laughs> certainly and 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 the flip side of that right is how is she looking at the world mm-hmm. yeah and one of the conceits that the series you know one of the things we're asking you to buy in the series is that these women have yes it certainly has gotten harder yes. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, you know they are these rarified genetically selected for purpose women right they've right. clearly from the from inception right were designed for these roles reached a viability stage were allowed to proceed continued to be checked and proceeded and checked and proceeded right and all of them in theory are picked and built for their specific roles so the mindset of the engineer right of the of the individual who is looking at everything in terms of structural toler- tolerances efficiency physics chemistry right everything there and what's driving that engine is is a very different it's a very different fuel than what's driving a Vic or a Joe or a Harpo or a Pusher. Um, You didn't say who your favorite was, Eric.
3: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
5: <clears throat> Pick your child.
3: I, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, the obvious answer is Crazy Joe because part of what got this whole ball rolling was the poker scene, right? That was... Um, we had discussed earlier, we'd had some trouble with that first issue and, and I had sat down and just opened up notepad and banged out maybe a page, maybe two pages. I don't even remember as pros of the poker scene. Um, and, uh, it, it was the six dick gorilla line that was like, okay, I know this person. Yeah. I, I get this and this is fine. And she's, see, that's lying.
5: not the line that does it for me. I love the line. The line that does it for me is Joe's response to that, which is "The heart wants what the heart wants."
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a real pragmatism at play, it, it. yeah, and and
5: and, sh- and and not an ounce of shame. The way Mike drew it, right? She's just looking at her cards, being like, "Heart wants what the heart wants." If I want a six gorilla, I want a six stick gorilla. I'm not apologizing, yeah, right?
3: I, I I enjoy writing her because she, in many ways, a very you know supremely skilled at her work which is serious work um but unlike pretty much all of the other um, team members she's appetites right like she is she's not a slave to them but she ain't going to resist them either <laughs> if, if, if there's an opportunity, um, so i i enjoy the sort of freedom of that that mindset when, when it comes to writing uh, although i i will say um, we were talking about these bits in the in the, the next arc. Um,
5: There's a bit in the next issue that's a great Joe bit, actually.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you only we have, have to do. wait a week to read,
4: thank
0: you. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and,
5: and, and, and to let Eric know the one I'm thinking of, it's the bit where Joe's like, you know, expert tracker, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. She's, she's sarcastic. She's uh, well her personnel file shows lots of citations for insubordination and basically Uh, all she needs is a does not work to potential on her report card and we're the same um but i i found like she has a scene with another one of the team members that uh that'll appear in the next arc that um avoiding spoilers is possibly one of the sweetest most sentimental things i've ever written um so the 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 range of all of these characters, it, it makes it hard to pick. But yeah, if I had to pick, I could probably narrow it down to Joe and uh, surprisingly Pusher. Um, I I didn't feel I had a good lev- lever into what makes her move around um, until we got them. Out of the 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 first arc and into the next, and was like I had some room to explore who they are a little bit, and it's like okay, now I get her. I, I still have yeah, Hap is a tough one; she's a tough nut to crack. Um, oddly, Vic is a little hard for me. See, um, and
5: I I totally yeah I, yeah I totally get Vic. I'm all about Vic, yeah. so
3: that's why we're co-writing. <laughs> yeah, no,
5: and this is and this is why I don't counter it. It's funny because you know we're talking about. And, and I suppose, in a way, this is bad storytelling, right? It's to say, when you get to the second arc, you see all these things about these characters. But that was kind of what we wanted, right? We wanted to bring you in and shoot a bunch of monsters and blow things up and have some fun. And then once you got to ride the roller coaster for a little bit, you could, you know, come settle down and you got to spend some time with them. Right, and that was part of what we needed to accomplish in the second arc, and and I really am very, I'm very pleased with the way all that's panning out now. So, um,
3: that's a good question, though I, I haven't been asked that one yet.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that kind of brings me to like a lot, like some of the stuff that like I end up writing. I'll sometimes I'll let the artist really dictate scenes to me, and then I will make adjustments accordingly. Like Mike, have you ever gotten something from a script and is like, this needs way more time or way more a lot more panels,
6: more pages. I'm gonna go for it and see how they react.
0: Or do you I haven't
6: of... really, because of the nature of the the magazine format and the number of pages that we get to play with, we haven't mm-hmm. we, I haven't really run into that yet where I've needed to add anything um, to sort of stretch a scene out. Um, it happens all the time on other comics, but not this one. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't. Cool.
2: Well, these first three issues are very fast paced. I don't know if that's going to continue to be the vibe moving forward, or if it was just because this first little section is.
5: It it catches its breath a little bit more in the second act. Like these first three are, um. Yeah, I I think that that's a fair description. It's it's buckle up and and stay for the ride.
2: Very much mm-hmm. so. I was I was surprised every time I made it to the last page. I was like, "What? Oh, oh, already? That was quick." <laughs> yeah. But it's 40 something pages each for each one. It's, yeah. it's just it's so quick. Actiony.
5: Well, and that space is actually one of the things that I think makes it lets it go so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um because it allows us to give Mike room and that room sort of allows for the pace to oddly increase. Yep. Um, and yeah, the second arc has its bigger moments, but it, it goes, it, it is slower it, the pace. It is, a, it is a catch your breath set the set the higher stakes table fill in some information about the world, about what's going give provide some context and spend some time with the characters. So you have a better idea of who it is that we're going to be making miserable next. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> you have to get to know everyone a little bit better before maybe somebody's not before
0: really you're right going to start breaking readers yes. hearts kind of thing. Yep, um, e- exactly. Yeah,
5: exactly.
2: The other thing I wanted to point it out, point out while we're still tangentially on the topic is like, what a wonderful use of the two page spread so many great spreads. Like, I don't feel like you usually get that many two pagers um, per issue, uh, but you, you, you need them, right? Cause the, yeah. the situation is so big with the, with the monsters and the, the ships blowing up um, and, you know, people's the scale minds the being taken also out of the scale. Of the, it. Yeah. It's, it's a really big world that once again, you don't explain to us, you just drop us into it. And so, really really good use of the pages there to just like really let you take it all in very quickly but very beautifully
5: mike did this beautiful job on those opening pages where like when you see the triumph you know at 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 distance and it just looks like it's a little spaceship and then you get the close-up and you're like no it's not it's a brick
4: it's but, massive. Yeah. But, but it's but, space.
5: but the thing that helps with that is that next to that you have like the the Chiron saying, like this is, you know, her Eternal Majesty's Endless Radiant Triumph. And, you know, here's some technical data. And here's the crew number. And it's over thirty thousand people. <laughs> and, and and when you see that, you're like, Okay, that's big. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's a lot of people crammed on that thing.
3: Yeah, for sure. So
5: um, I'm
0: curious how comic shops are reacting, but, uh, I have personally fall in love with this physical size and format and wish more comics were like this. Um, I don't know. It feels like a good value and I just like reading it this size. It's oh
5: no, it's a, it's nice. an appallingly good value. It's <laughs> a shockingly, no, no, it, no, it I, is, it, it is, it is actually too good a value. We are not charging enough and I am not saying that to go, Hey, buy two. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally saying, no, I've looked at our numbers. We're not charging enough. We may <laughs> have to change that unless people buy more, right? Okay. So it's extraordinary value. As Eric is fond of saying, you're getting three comics worth of material for, for the price of two. Yep. Some books you're getting three for the price of one and a half, mm-hmm. depending on who you're buying from, you know? <laughs> If you're spending yeah. $2.99, $3.99 for a 20 page comic, this thing was sixty-four pages.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: You know what right? I would pay $9.99 for this. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, that's it's that, got, got that's generous. I feel it's a little too high for us to ask, but you know.
2: Well, you know, we now, give everyone, now that you've given everyone an almost free taste,
5: yeah, we we're, we're going to suck you in for the open. first three, and then we're going yeah. to jack it up for the next three.
2: <laughs> first taste is almost free.
5: Yeah, um, I I have
1: a question uh, directly for Mike. Um, talk to me about your relationship with your colorist for this book.
6: Uh, so Noel and I, uh, I've. I saw his work on some of the Star Wars stuff that Marvel was doing uh, when I was working on Daredevil.
4: I think it was.
6: Yeah, Daredevil. Um, and Marvel had asked me to do the Dead Man Logan series, and I was like, "I want that guy because I think he gets my stuff, and I, I just love what he did." And we just we just hit it off on that book, and everything was just. I never had to ask for changes. It was just, it was real smooth. And yeah, we had a great experience there and I knew I wanted them for this. And it shows from page one, I think.
1: I i would agree with that. Like it, just going through this and listening to you talk about the research you've done on brutalism and the the aesthetic that you're going for with this, this is a colorist that also understands what you're drawing and it... it it complement what you're doing and what what Nolan's doing, complement each other very, very well. Agreed. It's very impressive.
6: Yeah, we had, you know, 250 pages or so under our belts together. And, you know, I knew he was going kind to of pretty much get what I was going for without me having to ask, you know, specifically with the Cassandras, because that was kind of the, the linchpin of the whole thing. Like, if the Cassandras don't work, none of them works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he knew what to do with that. I mean, I gave him, like, two sentences. Like, this is what I want. And that's, that's it. He didn't really have to go back and, and, and tweak anything.
1: And I love how different her room is compared to the rest of the ship. The rest of the ship is very utilitarian. It's so very beige. Brightly lit. Yep.
2: Beige,
1: yes. Yeah, it's, it's beige. It's the color of space. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, there's a bunch of different palettes. There's the Cassandra's uh-huh. personal spaces. There's the rest of them, you know, the main parts of the ship. There's the uh, 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 oh my god, what is the name of the uh, Gavina, uh, the planet that they're yep. on. Each one of those different settings has a different palette, but and each one of them is is beautiful. Uh-huh.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Nolan does yeah, exceptional work. Knew- yeah. Yeah, Nolan uh, his his grasp of color theory is next level.
5: Excellent. And, I mean, it's, if if we're going down that line, and and Nolan has done extraordinary work, I want to call out Ariana too, our, yeah. our letterer, because I think she. Um, There's
0: a lot of work going on there. Y-
5: y- well, and and she's just dynamite, and I don't know, like how we hadn't found her earlier, but she is. Um, you know, we we're talking about the the cassandra speeches and so mm-hmm. on and and you know that was that was uh we said in effect you know with this dialogue is in an effect and mm-hmm. she executed so yeah we're very we're, we're very fortunate that everybody um everybody everybody is firing on all cylinders here
1: yeah that also comes through in uh harpo's relay
5: yes <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well and and when they're speaking with uh, uh with their helmets on mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. there's there's so much going on here you guys
3: Cool Well that's always I, a challenge with a military book because everybody's in the same uniform right or suit of armor or whatever like <laughs> distinct silhouettes is so important and then adding the color coding of the of of the dialogue and then all of the the work Nolan brings to it to help differentiate them it's so like I, I it, it made us writer guys look a lot smarter than we probably are, but
5: we're not We're yeah. just lucky.
3: Yeah. We're, we're, uh, it, it's, it's really gratifying that like everybody involved seems to get it. Um, and there isn't a lot of like, I mean, there are the, you know, odd correction here or there, somebody missed a detail or oops, we forgot to turn this layer on or whatever. Like that always happens, but it's, it, it's not a lot of people not rocking what we're trying to do. And, uh, that's that's a huge yeah, yeah.
2: There's, there's definitely a, a synergy between yeah. between all of you uh that comes through and just like a really a really smoothly and beautifully told uh story
1: considering what a collaborative um art form comics has to be it's it's why I enjoy talking about comics so much because creating any one piece of artwork in any one medium is hard enough as it is to get multiple artists doing their own thing to put together one book and it come out story.
4: cohesive.
1: Yes. Fascinating. And, and the more it, it makes me wish I, the general public understood that more. <laughs> that it's like, Oh, we don't just print these and Hey, it's done. It's like that. This is, this is insanity. I've, I've, I've <laughs> it told should people, not work this way. Weeks I've,
2: and months. i told back people and before
0: how many how many creatives are involved in making a single issue. And they look at me like I'm out of my mind. Like I'm making it up. I'm like, no. It's yeah. not like it's just the writer and the artist and then comics. Like, it's, yeah. that's not how it works at yep. all.
5: I got I, an idea, guys. Let's put on a show in the old barn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. No. I, we... Oh, sorry. No, no, go on.
3: I, I distinctly remember the moment when I realized that I was about nine years old and it was the first time I'd read any kind of biographical information about a specific comic creator. And I remember just distinctly that switch being flipped. I was like, wait, there isn't just some machine that they press the button and this stuff comes out? Like, I can't be the only person who as a kid had that perception.
5: Yeah, um, I did too. I nope. was just, no. Nope. Nope. Yeah. They just, they just make comics. Yeah. Yeah. so you
3: got to wonder like how many people had that thought that never had that moment until much later in their lives are like oh shit no that's human effort you know like
5: uh, people have to do something to make that yeah (laughs) yep yeah
2: and then revise it (laughs) Yep. and then revise it
5: right um i think we got to get close to wrapping up here Um, uh
2: we do so uh any last thoughts you guys
5: uh, aside from thank you for having us, um, uh, yeah. and it's nice to yeah. see you all again, and it's been yeah, way too right. long.
0: I mean, I had one quick question, but I feel like it's going to get us going again. But I
5: and <laughs> save it for uh, next time. Go for it.
0: I'm going to go for it. And maybe we'll save it for next time for when this happens. Uh, I. So, how much was the forged the potential of the forged role playing game sitting in the back of all your heads while working? <laughs>
5: It actually wasn't for me.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
5: Yeah, no, oh, wow. it actually wasn't. Actually really? Wasn't. Oh. Have you yeah. read your own back matter? <laughs> oh, no, but that's just that's just what we do. Show.
2: I'm holding up for the TV show. Yeah,
5: we, that's just what we do, Cable. That's just yeah. uh-huh. that's literally just what we do. We just make back matter. That's
2: why it weighs so much, is the back matter.
5: <laughs> yeah. See, it was a quick question then. <laughs> well, I don't know. They can answer it. I don't know. But, uh, Eric may have already written the supplement. I don't
6: know. He may have.
3: I uh, it's like, no, no. On, on this <laughs> one, uh, not so much. When, when Greg uh, first started um, involving me on the production side of Lazarus, that's immediately where my mind went. Um, mm-hmm. Because it just seemed so rife for gaming. Um, just there such a rich environment for it. This one is a little tougher because one of my personal touchstones for it is like Alex Raymond's Flash Gordon stuff. Like, so this is a setting where you can have giant, you know, horribly be weaponed office block ships, but you know, somebody somewhere on some luxury planet lives on a floating Island with unicorns and stuff like tr- trying to balance a game where literally anything is possible. Uh, sounds like a task I don't want. Then <laughs> you,
0: you get rifts and no one wants that. Exactly.
3: <laughs> um, not, not the, yeah. Not, not, not the way I think about games and not the way I like the game. Um, but that approach to the world building is the same, at least for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why the back matter, for example, is like we're going to drop a lot of terminology in the issue and let people catch up, but it'd be nice to have sort of a, if not a glossary, a, another, another window into what it all means. Um, it seemed like mm-hmm. a good way of doing it, but.
2: Some books I read last year that did the same exact thing. They drop you in. There's a lot of terminology. And the context is what gets you through it, mm-hmm. but it is still nice to have that little glossary in the back.
3: So for the first time in many years, I actually watched a good chunk of A New Hope, um, the the first Star Wars movie, a uh, couple days ago. Um, and I remember at the time when it first came out, it was so unlike anything that had ever been in the theaters that I'd seen. Um, but I was watching it and paying pu- close attention to the dialogue and how the universe information is being handed out. And I was like, how did I understand any of this? Like, yeah. I, you know, like yeah. it's so ingrained now that you like, Oh, well, I remember over in this novelization it explained this. And in the comics we got that and Starlog magazine did an entire article about this other thing. And, you know, I was like, so I, I think we, at least in, in my case, it was, was uh, um, accidental, but we, I, I was that, that method of parsing out, universe information was sort of kind of done in a, in a more concentrated form in our first issue. So, um, you know, that's part of the, this, this whole thing is it's a big blender of our influences, um, and pouring the cocktail out and getting something different. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how much star Wars has informed your take on it,
5: Greg. Um, I don't think it's Star Wars. If it is Star Wars, it's not in any conscious way. It, yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of contextual world building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, fifty percent of what anybody is saying in any of these books at any given time is nonsense words, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and yet if you put the nonsense words in the right sequence with real words people walk away from it going i understand that and i guess the trick there is for us to know the world well enough to be able to shorthand it because that's really what that and and this is not this is not accounting at all for the enormous amount of heavy lifting that Mike's art does that Nolan's colors do that Ariana's Mm -hmm. letters are doing and, and, and in particular, right. What Mike's art is conveying, Mm -hmm. but Eric and I always, and this is always the goal in any world building, right? We know just enough to be able to hide stuff from you, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like we always know enough to be able to keep, our best cards hidden, but to show you enough to keep looking for the for the trick. And it's a good way of putting it. And 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 any and and that's sort of the secret to any world building, right? Is if I can give you enough so that you don't go, fuck it, I'm out of here. This makes no sense. But if we're giving you enough where you're going, like, I don't fully get it, but I'm really into this, right? Then we've got it right. So and, and I think that both Eric and I, and Eric and I are of very similar uh, inspiration background ages, right? We, we are fed by a lot of the same things. So yeah, the natural touchstones for things like that are, are absolutely, you know, Star Wars. Um, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily even need to extend to science fiction or science fantasy. I, I was thinking about Raiders of the Lost Ark um, just a couple days ago, which probably is always going to be my absolute favoriteest movie ever. And I think probably one of the greatest pieces of filmmaking ever. Um, and I think I was looking at it because i had seen like the new official trailer for Dial of Destiny. And even in Raiders... You, you see the same thing, right? It, it, it's the same method of world building and storytelling. There's factual information conveyed. We know the year. We know the Nazis. We get it, right? But stuff about who Jones is and what he does is all assumptive in the opening of the movie. Who the fuck is Belloc? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but apparently they've been doing this for years. Yes. Who the hell is Jock? we never see jock again (laughs) jock is never seen again it is clear he and indy go way back yeah right they're on a first name basis so like jock is to indy as sala is to indy
0: well then there's even like that throwaway line that marcus has who said if i was younger i'd go instead yeah Mm -hmm. and right and he's like this like "Ooh, he's like this you know dean of the archaeology school when you're like Wait, did he get into some adventures back in the day too?
5: Yeah, what was yeah. what was he doing in India? So, <laughs> I mean, like that kind of storytelling is bread and butter storytelling to me, mm-hmm. and and you know, and, and you can see it extends to original trek in many ways. You don't know how original trek becomes original trek. You just tell us, that, you know, there's the United Federation of Planets. Okay, right. Uh-huh. All right. More, please. Yeah. There's a neutral zone. There was a war with mm-hmm. the Romulans who we'd never seen before. Okay, not sure how that works, but that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, it right? looked like Balkans. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, but it's it's that same thing. And and you know, Roddenberry didn't invent that, right? It goes <clears throat> it goes back and back and back. And and I think it's funny because I cite all of those, but if I think about it, the influences to me are literary influences, and they're Douglas Adams, because that's all that Hitchhiker is. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's all of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And it's William Gibson. It's Neuromancer. Right? It's reading oh, Neuromancer yeah. and going, I don't know what, literally, he's talking about things. I don't know how to even say these words. But I believe everything he's telling me.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So I don't know what a Zaibatsu is It sounds bad You know He says it's bad, it's bad, it must be bad I don't yeah. know what Zeiss Nikon is I recognize Nikon, I don't know what Zeiss is You can put them in your eye? Okay, why
3: not
5: <laughs> Works for me I'm gonna keep reading You know, Chrome doesn't really burn Does it? Okay, well flip, flip, flip. You know, so Just go with it Yeah I'm. I'm here. I bought the ticket and I'm enjoying the ride. I have no reason yeah. to leave, and that's the goal, right? If 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 you guys enjoyed issue one enough to pick up issue two, we've succeeded. Um, and and, and on and on until we finish. Um, you know, we, we're planning fifteen issues. Um, and then ideally at that point, depending on it, our appetites and an audience's appetites, there's more we can do right um but we have 15 planned and uh I'm going to write it out
0: cool well i think that's a pretty good place to wrap up the show too mm-hmm. yeah uh greg eric mike thank you so much for popping in guys everybody again it's been too long and all that yeah uh yeah again issue 2 comes out wednesday the 19th along with the second printing of issue 1 mm-hmm.
5: with and- a really cool cassandra cover
0: yeah, nice. I saw the. I think I teased the cover on the, the promotion for this. Yeah. Um, and they'll be signing at Casa Monkey Comics from four to six.
5: We're going to need a lot of silver sharpies for that cover.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
5: You realized, I just realized black sharpies not going to work on the Cassandra cover.
0: And unfortunately, <laughs> silver sharpies don't last as long as black ones. I. No, you need
5: to. to you <laughs> need to lay in several.
0: No, very frustrating. Yes. <laughs>
5: Untrustworthy pen.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks again, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, April, guys. Oh, like,
1: uh, Greg Merrick sends her regards. Hey, um, uh, she sends her he, best or her
5: worst, whichever No, no, it would, would be, it, it, uh, it's not inappropriate. <laughs> Give her a big hug from me. I haven't you seen her in her. forever.
0: I just All got right. a text from Jen, my Jen, who said, say hi to everybody for me. <laughs> <laughs> hi, you're Jen. Hi, Jen. <laughs> my
2: partner didn't say
5: anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Greg, no, Greg he didn't say everything. anything either.
0: Greg and Michael get this. Uh, Jen says she will plan another crafty night with the ladies. So, accident. <laughs> That's okay. a little super inside baseball. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks a lot, you guys. Thanks for joining yep. us. All right.
6: Cheers. Thank you guys. good night. See
0: you next Wednesday. Good night. Bye. 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 Hey. Actually, we do need to wrap up the show, though. Yes, we yeah. do. That was really fun. It was. Mm hmm. Uh yeah, ReStream can handle 3. It's good to see. Excellent.
2: It. It, 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 it we should have had them on earlier.
0: Just for the whole show. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know we should have.
2: There was there was a lot <clears> to go <throat> over. I'm not I'm not even like I'm this is not me making a joke about how Greg goes on even though he does. We all know he does. But just there was he a lot that. to discuss. He,
1: he, he admits that every time.
2: Yeah, no, I just I, just, a want, solid I hour. just want him to know that I'm not making fun of him. He'll know when I'm making fun of him.
3: And, and that? on that note. <laughs> and on that note,
0: I am Aron Duran. I'm still getting used to saying his name correctly, sorry.
2: And I'm Beanarita.
1: And I'm still Gable Hashitani.
0: And we will speak to everybody next week. Thanks for listening, friends. Bye. Bye the book. Yeah, get it. Serve the Eternal Empress.